My name is Pickle Tits because my nipples are long Whoa. and they smell like Whoa. vinegar. Oh, I like it. It's another episode of Uncle Weepy's Depression Dungeon. With your hosts, Joy Moeller, Paul Armstrong, and Jeremy Fuchsa. Ask me how long that I've been sitting on that. Uh, how long you've been sitting on that? I've been sitting on that for like two weeks. Dang. I am sorry that we haven't been able to yeah, get together. I, you know, like sometimes it's just a word comes to your mouth, you know, pickle tits. Mm-hmm. God, it's, it's I good. love it. Mm-hmm. The visual. It, it really, it's got a great mouthfeel. Pickle tits. Oh, boy. Oh, I bet you suck on those pickle tits too oh much. It's a bad. It's a bad mouthfeel. Dill I'm and sorry. garlic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spicy. Oof. Spicy pickle too. Spicy. Ooh, so Paul uh, has a hot mess. Hot well, mess? He, no. He, he had a hot take. I am a hot mess. I have a hot, hot take. take. I think the Olympics should be over. I don't think we should do the Olympics anymore. Oh, like ever? Yeah. I think it's a Why? waste of I think it's a waste of money for the cities that do it. It typically destroys the cities. They it's a corrupt system anyway. The whole uh Olympic board or whatever is just completely fucked up. What people do like Look at look, Russia and China built all of this stuff. They put all of their, like the people in the areas out of, they just tax them to death to get this stuff built that then goes abandoned right after the Olympics are done. That's one problem. That Two, you have all these amateurs who are risking their lives now, essentially, to go for our entertainment. They get nothing out of it because they're not, they're not allowed to get paid. Uh, with tremendous amount of stress and pressure for fucking a, a medal that's worth nothing, that they can't do anything like it just seems, and the viewership is dropping tremendously. Like no one really watches anymore. There's all not a whole lot of pride. Like, well, that this isn't on from me, but like Trump will boo makes people boo the Olympic team because of the soccer team because they're feminists. So God. that's that's neither here nor there. I just heard that and I'm like, fucking what the hell, right? But it just I just feel like it's an antiquated, outdated system that has to be completely rehauled and rethought. I would agree. So, I don't know that it needs to go away completely, but it does need to be like... I think it needs to go away for a while a so that people yeah. can figure out how to do it right again. Yeah. I, that's yeah. all. I don't know if that's a hot take, but it's my take. No, I, I, you know, I think it's a, it's, <clears throat> it's certainly a take. a take worth considering, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, what made like, you what, like, have what, this oh, take? Well, it's just like everyone saw you watch the Olympics. So I'm like, no. <laughs> like... I'm, like of all the things I want to watch, I don't really care about watching it. Like, yeah. like we've got it on for like background noise. There's there has been one thing that I well, we watch swimming because sure, my sure. kids are in swimming, and so you know, so there's a lot of interest. We have interest in that, right. but really the only other thing that we have or that me personally have had any super interest in was the mountain biking race. Yeah, there's all those new that mountain biking was things. Fascinating. Skateboarding's yeah. pretty. I love cool. skateboarding was also pretty awesome. But like, it doesn't feel like it's something that you can't miss. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I feel like it should be. If it's, I mean, it's the fucking Olympics. It used to be. I like as a kid, I used to get pretty excited about. It. Like, I remember it was in L.A. in '84 or whatever. I yeah. Was, like our whole family watched. Maybe that's just the nature of entertainment I think now. It there's was too in many Atlanta options. in '84. No, it was it was no. L.A. '84. '92 yeah. might have been. '92 was Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Something around there, but like it used to be pretty 
Yeah, it was maybe, a big deal. Maybe, maybe it's a reflection of I don't feel a whole lot of pride in our country. Maybe that's really the problem. Uh, there's know. probably, I mean, there's probably a little bit of that. I, I don't think that's unfair to say. It has become very, like, political, though, and, like, <laughs> what the these athletes <laughs> now are, like, celebrities, and it's not just, like, it seems like there's very few, like, pure, like, athletes that are, like, I'm here to prove myself, and because I want to represent the country, it's more, like, like we really kind of cheat by by with our team sports because some of them that are professionals pros, yeah. in there, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like basketball is the only one I can think of, but well, I guess it's, so- it's been soccer maybe. <clears throat> it's been well, no, because there there's a lot of pro there's a lot of pros playing in the football as well. Uh, it, it has it yeah. has also <coughs> oh. <coughs> oh crap. Okay. It has also yes, it, it has also been strange to me for very many years how many athletes that compete for international teams actually live in the U.S. Yes, really. Yes. Oh Correct. yeah. There's a lot oh, of that's, a lot been, of going, that. that's oh. been going on for decades. That I did not know. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really high percentage. It's a Certainly. pretty decent percentage. Certainly, if wow. you think of basketball, for sure, there's like all these players that play on U.S. teams that are all from different countries. But then I've seen the, but then I've seen like the opposite of that. This Olympics, we uh, one night we just my oldest son and I we couldn't sleep. We just had three on three, three x three. Excuse me, I don't know why they call it three x three, three x three basketball. On. Three by three, three. Yeah, it was three, three on three, three really but they call it three x three. Anyway, so they had like Team don't Japan against. Serbia or something like that, and on and on Team Japan they had Tyrone Brown, a six foot four black man. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure huh. he's How's you that? know pretty sure he's not Japanese. How's yeah. that work? I don't know. I would love to know more about it. They didn't tell anything about his story. You just have to be you know, a resident was, of the country. You don't have to be born there. Anymore. I don't even know if he was a resident at the time. That's what I would like to know. Is because, that true? Do you have to be born there or a resident know. there? I don't know because he could have name? been born there because of military. You know? Oh yes, he could have been. I didn't even think about that because this was like, you know, the graveyard shift Olympics, 1 a.m. kind of crap. I assume if you're a dual citizen of somewhere, you have to, I would, that, I guess that's something we need to look at. I don't really know. What's do you have to be a citizen? Do you have Tyrone, to be born there? I think, it, I think it was Tyrone Brown. I guess we should look up what quali- what qualifies you to, I assume it's citizenship. In, that's all I can think. In Japan, but like what or in any country a citizen in Japan for the could be different than what it means to be a citizen here. I'm assuming the Olympics have a standard for what quality. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Ira Brown. Former Gonzaga forward Ira Brown oh, yeah. charts unique oh. path to the Olympic Games. Oh, there he is. Huh. Is he it takes him Surrey from Texas to top? Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, Ira, Tyrone, I mean, it's, you know, at 1 a.m., that's he, a little close. Is a U.S.-born Japanese professional basketball player. Yeah. He grew up in Texas. But how? Yeah, this isn't, huh? Yeah, it could be like Texas, you said, military. So if he was born in Japan and his parents were like, he in was the born Air in Force, Texas, and he'd have dual citizenship. He must was have. Was he a born there, or did he grow up there? He was born in Corsica. Ah, it, it was tough trying to find a job. It took me almost nine months. I got an opportunity in Mexico on a travel team, and then I got picked up by a Mexican team. The sport eventually took him to Argentina, the Philippines, and Japan. So That's he just man. so he was having a hard time after college. He oh, couldn't this, here we go. Couldn't make the cut for the NBA, so he just started playing on you know semi-pro so, travel teams. He is a Japanese citizen. 
Oh, okay. How? Well, now. So he became probably. a Japanese yeah. citizen after extensive language testing and waiting period, which took him two years. As of 2018, he resides in Okinawa. There you go. So he plays yeah. for a Japanese a team out there and then became a citizen. So I'm okay. assuming it must be citizenship. It has to, it has to be. Well, yeah, it has to be that citizenship. Your Olympic so league. like you and and maybe that's what's been going on for a long time. You've got citizens of other countries that are living in the US on work visas or whatever, yeah, not but then they can come back and compete for their home country. <clears throat> what if there's any tennis players that became US citizens that could play for the US? Like Oh, I'm sure that there are. Or, Maybe not. Maybe they like playing. I mean, a lot of people don't want to. They want to play for their country. Right. I, I just think America is like, because eh. it's it feels lesser to us, I think, in many degrees. Like, it's lesser competition, lesser, even though it's not true. We, yeah, no. We're not doing, like, gangbusters. I think it's really... Certainly the Simone, not this year. The Simone Biles <laughs> thing is what really made me think of it in terms of, like, yeah. she's, so she's t- like, she puts herself through hell for what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> A medal of Americans that are probably not all that grateful or interested. Like, well, cool. interestingly enough, that was our topic of discussion at dinner tonight. Interesting. Well, I want to hear what you yeah. guys, your takes on it. Okay. In terms and, of. And what you've heard as far as why it's happening. And well, Simone uh, what do you mean what yeah. you've heard? Like, like what you're seeing people say online? No, like that's what, what we were reason? talking about. Oh. I was gonna say no, I heard her it, I reason guess. at dinner. I guess just all of it. Let's yeah, I heard her man. reasoning, which seemed legit to me, which was first she had I don't know, they had some term for it that any gymnastics person would know where basically she was losing her place in the air as she flipped. Like she wasn't able to orient. Mm-hmm. There's some like little like not the yips, but some not unlike that. Um that's one the thing. Twisties. And then Yes, there you go. So that was one thing. And then she said it was just an incredible mental and physical stress that she just wasn't feeling that she would be able to perform well. Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. She's, a lot, yeah. she's allowed to have autonomy in her decisions, I would hope. For sure. For sure. That's that's all I've heard. Um, yeah. You know, and it, the, the thing we were talking about at dinner is, of course, the, you know, the rights mm-hmm. response to this that you know she's a quitter she's a traitor she's un-american oh yeah yeah oh yeah there are all these Mm -hmm. right wingers that are out there on facebook and online talking about how she has shamed the united states she's a quitter she's a traitor she you know all this stuff for for this is more reason why i hate for taking care of herself right and so and and well that's that's a very that's a health, mental health American it abs- issue. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I read <clears throat> this afternoon, because I got uh, bad on me, I know, but I got deep in the Facebook comments section of an article about all of this. And, you know, mm-hmm. I read all, you know, all these people's bullshit, you know, so un-American, such a quitter. She's a snowflake. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, uh-huh. Then there was this one guy. Who talked about how his they are a staunch gymnastics household. Both of his daughters are real heavy into gymnastics, and they saw this happen. And he was like, "Oh man, well this is this is the moment to make a teachable lesson." And he's like, "I'm going to show you a true Olympic hero. I'm going let's go back and let's find some some file footage on uh, on YouTube about Carrie Strug." I want to show you who a real Olympic hero is. Of course, and he and he started sh- and he started showing the Carrie Strug stuff about how she pushed through injury and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. and he was like, as I was watching it, and I was watching 
her body language, as I was watching her face, I was watching her pleas to the coach to please let me stop. And then you had yeah. Coach Caroli going, you can do it! And yeah. and all that, he's like, I, my, tune, my tune changed real damn fast. Mm, and he's like, you know, maybe, maybe it's, you know, that I've gone soft because I'm a dad now or something like that. But, but, but he's like, it, it became crystal clear for me in that moment that the, that coach Bella Caroli cared more about getting a gold medal than making sure that one of his teammates, you know, one of the, one of the kids that he coached yeah. was and okay. Kids. And they are kids. And they are kids. Yeah. That we yeah. cannot forget that fact. Yep. And then did he send her to yeah. that coach to molest her? Uh, no, no, oh, no. But but he talked. Okay. But he talked right. about all that too. But he was Michigan, just like yeah. he was like you know I will. He's like I won't think that way again because it's uh, yeah it's and yeah, it's so it's such a it doesn't make sense to me that you're un-American because you take care of yourself because you're not sacrificing your whole life for our pleasure. Basically. Yeah, for well, and and so apparently Robin found some quote from the girl that took over for her, um, Lee. I don't remember her, what her first oh, name is. Oh, right, was. right. Uh, and she came forward and just said, "We owe all of you nothing. We're exactly. for we're, her. We're yeah. human beings, and we're not here for your entertainment. And you know, for us to." Dance like a monkey. I mean, that's my own words. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, they and and they don't. Not a single one of them. Not any single person who any any single person who is in any sport. Uh, you know, Olympic, especially uh, especially in this where they're yeah. not getting paid for any of this Mm-mm. fucking shit. No, they they owe us nothing. Yeah, and and I and I would still maintain that even if they were getting paid for this, shit, no, they you're, owe us you're completely they right. Owe us yes, you're completely right. But there is there is also that like. Like that goes from my mind. So I was, uh, I watched that uh, what stock ninety nine talk you. Yeah, oh, I just oh. read about that. This oh my morning. god! Anyway, I, does, I recommend. I'm not going to go into that. Okay. But basically, the whole idea is like I think our current, the generation that's coming up is basically a big fuck you to these old people who are clearly in it for profit, and that's fucking it. In the Olympics, mm-hmm. I think all these athletes are like. You're just using me so you can make millions and billions of dollars. And guess what? Fuck you. Like, there's no joy in competition when the competition is meaningless to the amounts of advertising and brand endorsements they can get. That's all that it's about. And I think they know that. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. And I think that's, ha- and that's, and that's the Olympics is one, it's happening everywhere. All of the people that are, you know, Gen X and younger are just like, you know what? Your corporate, greed of the baby boomers who were you know so peace and love which it's really interesting when they get into the documentary you're profiting off of nostalgia and this old-timey thing that doesn't exist anymore at the cost of everyone else's back and that's I mean that leads into why right, we're talking about systemic racism and all that stuff it's just like this old trope of like let's just keep doing things the way we used to do them because we can make a lot of money doing it and that's why again that's why i say like it's broken it needs to be gone and rethought like if we're going to tell these people to compete for nothing, there should be something more than, but we're going to make billions of dollars off of you for it. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole NCAA football thing too, but or NCAA sports in general that they're going to, California is going to pay them. It's, my dad is so mad about that. He's like, it's ruined sports. I'm like, well, it hasn't yet. It hasn't happened. You don't know. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, no, that was a good rant. Oh, I recommend that documentary. It's kind of horrifying because I, how old were you guys in Honestly. Oh, what's this? Can't. You're Joy's gone. Now, but... Joy's gone. She okay, came back. She came back. Something sounded. Something. something went... my internet or shit. Oh, it's Joy that's making the noise. Oh, God. Again. Wait. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves and or Joy you, fix your or shit. Oh it's not me. I'm crystal clear because I'm hardwired. I know. What is wrong with it? Well, I'm hardwired. Yeah, What's your you. problem? It's showing. Ooh, I hear something weird levels. in your background. I don't know what's going on. Well, you can I hear something in my background. It would icon. be my wife making a smoothie. Oh, maybe that's what I hear. That's what it is. But there was some little, like little weird audio clicky tickety things going See, on. See, look Counseling. at my on clean feed. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I have those blue headphones. I usually have a green microphone. Or no, I have a green microphone. I see it there. Yeah, you got to, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, what was the name of the document? <laughs> what was the better. name of the documentary? Uh, I think it was just Woodstock '99. Oh God, are we moving? Are we moving to Media Corner? Do we, it, we transition? Do it. do it. Media Corner. And there is a lot of power tools going on. There in the is background. a lot of smooth <laughs> All right, um, um, set set up whatever you're going to set up. I'll be back in ten seconds. What? What is this? Uh, this HBO Woodstock '99 documentary is a dark warning. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity. That's the dark warning. <laughs> I think what they mean and is violence true. and there's talks about rape and sexual assault. It's it's grim. At Woods in at Woodstock '99. This, this happens at all like big events like this, doesn't it? Where people are like drinking and drugging, like Burning oh, Man. Oh, this one is a whole different level. Really? Oh my God! Yeah, it's insane. Like uh, the venue, the amount of people, the weather, the bands, and the overall attitude of people at the time. What was the weather? It, 110 on an ex-military base on Blacktop Ooh. for a four-day festival where they charged $4 for water in 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were people camping? Like, is this a uh-huh. It's a festival. So, yeah, they, they do camping yeah. there, too. It was a mess. It's just a mess. It's a mess. And then you have, and then the bands were completely aggro. It was corn, Limp Biscuit, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like all of, uh, not, they're not necessarily aggro, but uh, Rage Against the Machine, Metallica. Like they had all of these angsty bands and hot weather for 20 year old, mostly all white men. It's, it's, I, I should, I recommend it. It's, it's a snapshot of what I feel is a turning point in America. I just feel like, that's probably one of many festivals that have. They talk about some other festivals, like they talk about Coachella started after that, and how they ha- they don't have nearly as many reports. Someone died at at Woodstock '99. I do remember that, and from what I read in the article today, it seems to me like that is at That's least at least from 
not a political standpoint, but from a social standpoint, uh, a mindset standpoint, that feels like you said, it's a, it's a turning point. It feels like it's the start of the Trumpy incel. Yes. Yes. Correct. Right. Well, then they what? go into it a little bit about like you had the rise of boy bands and then the, the antithesis of that. And just like there was this weird dichotomy. MTV was still huge, but it was going into its sunsetting and dying. Like, yeah. Grunge died real fast. Like grunge was pretty the way they proposed like grunge was pretty cutting edge in terms of like the singers were progressive. They had progressive ideas. And then you have new metal on this stuff, which is like kid rock. He was there too. Like they're misogynistic. Well, they were doing violent. it all for the nookie. Right. Yes. They talk about Limp Biscuit was huge. Like all of these people were inciting white rage. Specifically with the band, they're like, well, we just picked popular bands and we thought it would be like, it's again, it's just really interesting. Like, I'm sure it's not, it's not uncommon in festivals, but this is the culmination of all of it in one. There's, there's fires, violence, uh-huh. assault. Like they, they burned everything at the end. It basically, they burned everything down. The, the kids, are, it's insane. Using it's, vigil candles from what I read. Correct. It's really good. I mean, it's <laughs> horrifying. There's a lot of nudity. Not just from Flea, even though you do get to see him. I didn't realize he played fully naked, but he does. So lots of, but that's where I, anyway. Okay. But why do you think this is like a one-off? Like this, I don't think it's a one-off. I think it's just a culmination of things that aren't necessarily true in every situation. Now there was 500,000 people there. There's hardly any. It sounds like it got a documentary. Like, I think this, well, it's a Woodstock thing. So it gets a documentary, but like, right, right, right. But it, like you're telling me these things and I'm I'm like I it's not shocking to me. Like to me I just Oh, it's not shocking. It's a shocking that it happened this way. Well, I think what he's saying is this is probably the moment where it turned. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it What turned? Sure. Where festivals started being like that instead of like more what, like though? something normal. But, like putting your like, life in your own like hands. Shit shows where <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, where you are physically in peril. But certain bands are always like that, like intense mosh pits. Sure, right, and that's usually a one-off concert. They try not to make an entire four-day festival of nothing but amping up people's anger. Again, you have to throw right, in a lot of other not, things. But it's the people. Now, I haven't seen it, you guys. I haven't even. I don't know anything about. It, so I'm just being devil's advocate. In my opinion, it's not the person who lines up the concert. It's not their job to make sure that they don't get a bunch of bands that are going to enrage a bunch of 24-year-old white men. It's their job to get the bands that are going to bring in. Yes, right. They definitely get into that for sure. They they go back and forth and like, because it's like the who's to blame. Ultimately, it's like. Who's to blame for what? It sounds like Limp Biscuits to blame to me. (laughs) Well, Well, they certainly didn't help. Who's to blame for it getting violent for them like destroying things (coughs) yeah and there's too many factors like they hired security that they didn't train they didn't stop people from bringing stuff in oh that happened at the insurrection too oh yes it's very much like the insurrection (laughs) very much so where it's just like they didn't really believe it'd be big an issue they let anyone in a lot of drugs came in Uh lack of water very expensive stuff that people couldn't afford they should have uh, left. Porta potties, and they didn't. That's what's where they're like. I don't know why people didn't leave. They didn't leave. Like they just. It was escalating, and people and stayed. Stay. Like toilets were overflowing. There was shit running everywhere. Gross. 
because they were then breaking pipelines to get water because people were then starting to bathe in the water what? area troughs for getting and filling your water bottles. So then, then they didn't want, they couldn't afford $4. The ATM machines had four hour to five hour long waits to get money. Like it was just, <clears throat> this was before cell phones. People were getting lost. <laughs> like she couldn't call and find someone like where they were with 500,000. Not people. really before cell phones, but, but I, I well, the most people that didn't have them, like it was too expensive for a 20 year old. It was two and a half miles between stages. It's that, it's that big of a place. Like, one stage was there, and then two and a half miles to another. Well, then there's plenty of room for them to spread out. But there was five hundred thousand people in it, and it was also fenced in and and, and wire like barbed yeah, wire. Yeah, within two and a half miles apart, though. But there was buildings all in between and tents, so it was. You'll see the footage, and you'll did, be like, "Did you mention oh my that God. it was an abandoned Air Force base?" Yes, abandoned Air Force mm-hmm. base, which is weird. Yes, for, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. Read about because I don't have HBO. I'm gonna watch the trailer. I'm gonna do uh, all that shit. It's it's, it's interesting just, to me. It's like just off the it's, top. It's like oh, they chose this particular festival to make a documentary about, probably because a couple people died and no. because it got violent. But that shit happens like Burning. It Man happens like, a lot not even now, a thing anymore, right? But Burning Man didn't exist in '99. Yeah, it did. Not to this. Not five hundred thousand people mm-hmm. going. Okay. But, like ninety nine was a long time ago. Like I forget how long ago it was because. But was I know 20, Burning twenty one years ago before before ninety nine. Yeah, but it wasn't as popular. Like it was maybe a small. <laughs> but you thing don't have until, to have. But it's also the okay, vibe. Then Burning they Man have sold that many tickets. You, you know, don't go before. to Burning Man and all they have is people yelling like. No, but you go there. There's a, a song that Limp Bizkit sing that's that's called "Burn It Down." Like they, they have like, right. and it's like Rage Against Limp- the Machine. That's not Limp Bizkit's fault. They get to no, but they're it. feeding into a. The first Burning Man was June of '86. But Burning Man probably has better. Uh, Burning Man is a drug naked situation, right? They have a different vibe. Where this vibe was, we're going to charge you a shit ton of money, like parking cost money to set up your tent cost money. The tickets yeah, but were they, like a, people went into it knowing that. There was no surprise. But they went into it kind of annoying. Actually, that's, yeah. To a degree, but some of it they didn't know. They didn't true. know that they had to pay for parking. They didn't know they had to pay for a spot. Okay. Well, tent. when they found out, they could have they said, got mad. I'm not going to pay for parking and leave. But they already it's went not like they 600 miles to New York to go. Bill. So. Yeah, but do your fucking research. Like, you, nobody likes to Where are you going to do your research? Bill. Google didn't exist. Oh, my God. Now. You're acting like this is the 70s. I graduated college in 99. We had the internet. We had email. I graduated in 94. Look, I know. The internet was on a terminal. Yes. It was not. <laughs> I had the We internet, had the internet, but we didn't have Wi-Fi. You couldn't get the internet on your you ca- in your car. You could use your telephone, the one that was on the wall. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I right. just, to me, and they were a 20... lot of blaming. That's not blaming. No, 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 no. That, well, that's what you're doing is you're blaming everyone blaming. except for the people that like went there and did it. No, I'm blaming the kids, the 20-year-olds who were angry for no reason at all. That's no, what they're I'm angry, you're saying, because they didn't have water and because they had to pay so much. And, and they're white, the they're white boys who are losing their power. That's really what it's about. Like they, yeah, the, the those, people, about. those people were saying that's why they were angry. But by the end of the documentary, they're saying like it's a clear diversion because we're seeing it play out still, where it's white Men who were told that they're the center of the world, they can do whatever the fuck they want, realizing that maybe they couldn't, and they were getting fucking angry, which is what the bands were reflecting in the music at the time, and they just wanted to burn everything down because they couldn't have it. And they were going to okay. assault anyone they could because they were allowed, and they were going to so do the whatever bands, they could. 
we're saying you are the center of attention and the man's trying to take it from you. So, okay. Yeah. So that's what they get to. Like they, they go into all of the things that people said were to blame. And then at the end, there's other people who have been reading about it and studying it because they're music historians and they're looking at other festivals and other reports. Cause there are a lot of people who reports out of a festival. They're like, but the level that was happening here is insane. Like they, they, they've looked at other festivals. They're not, they're not dumb. They've looked at all of the major big festivals. None have ever been as big as that. 500,000 people is huge. It's just not typical, especially in a cramped space and a hot day, all that stuff. But like, that's not to blame. They're like, it really is some really weird tipping point because you're getting to the millennium and we were all freaking out at the time about Y2K and all that. So you have sort of angst there. And they're like, it's just, and they, they say, like, that's been the start of what you've seen now with angry white men that has continued. Now they're in their 40s and 50s. Some it's of actually 220,000 people. At the Woodstock 99? Yeah. They keep saying 500,000. I think I know what's going on here. <laughs> what's going on? I think, sure I, I, think I know what's going on here is that Joy is um, oh, yeah, does very much a there. secret Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> that is what is going on here is, is that she's got to stand up for Fred Durst. Um, thank you, Jeremy. I didn't want to have to say it. Oh, you're a Durster. Uh, <laughs> though here it does say 500,000. So. Yeah, they kept saying 500,000. It doesn't mean it all at once, but it looked pretty yeah. damn crowded. I have never seen... I think like people in mosh pits that are huge. Oh, it's yeah. and the literal shit flowing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's so, disgusting. It's really like there are people rolling around in it thinking it's mud. Like that's not mud. No. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's so gross. It is disgusting. And then people are throwing bottles at the people mm-hmm. playing, especially because there was three. There were only three girl acts: Jewel, Cheryl Crow, and Alanis Morissette. And uh, the men all Metallica they, and Limp Biscuit and Corey. Yes, and the whole time. The crowd was shouting, show us your tits the entire time for all of the girls. And they're just like playing through it. And they just got the fuck out of there mm-hmm. again. It's so they're like, yes, at the end, they come to the conclusion. We blame these fucking group of white men who clearly are entitled and have carried this anger throughout to what we're seeing today. And then they, I think they showed the insurrection as like a time. Right, Those are the guys that are doing the insurrection. Now. Correct. Yeah. Go. Okay. They, like it's I'm a tracking. long it's a long journey, but it's an interesting journey. We're like, oh wow, I yeah. can see that fucking uh, messed up is what it is. I'm gonna have uh, to figure out a way to watch it. You just want to see Flea's dick. I know that for sure. No, I can. I bet I can find that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Ugh, I just can't imagine. Uh, can't imagine playing a concert. Yeah, with your bass slapping against. Yeah, your yeah, that gives a whole new meaning to slapping the bass, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> up in the base. Ugh. I watched Ted Lasso. Anyone else watch Ted? Haven't haven't started it yet. I debated. I really wanted to hold out, see if I could hold out for ten episodes or whatever it will be, but I don't know that. Because I didn't binge it the first time. I think I came in about four episodes in. Hey. It's been a long time. You guys excited there's gonna be season two of Loki? Because I am I am. Yes. Yes. So excited. It was a long time ago, so so that's really I mentioned, I mentioned in our text channel that after the season of Loki was over, we were served up a suggestion mm. that has been fun. I it's nothing earth shattering, don't get me wrong. Okay. Um but the mysterious uh Benedict Society. Mm. Who's Dick? Benedict. 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 Mysterious Benedict Society <laughs> is uh Wait. 
Yes. That's familiar. It's well, it's on Disney Plus. It's got Tony Hale, Kristen oh, Shaw. Yes. Um it's fun. I mean it's you know, I mean I it's nothing again, nothing groundbreaking. Um but it's fun. It has a very Wes Anderson feel. Um it's it's just it's just oh, yeah. fun to to fun. watch it's fun. It. It's, fun it's fun to watch it. The mysterious Benedict Society. You you get to you get to not worry about the world for a little while. Although, you know, at the same time though, it uh it it is showing you, you know, in a very preachy kind of ham fisted way why the world is the way it is now and how these you know, children are somehow unwittingly part of it, but it's yeah, it's 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 good. I enjoy it. I look forward to it. Wow, is um, this just as a nice little? Are they little, like superheroes or no? No, um, the the I don't want to give up too much, but the, these 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 kids are brought together because they are some of the few truly empathetic people left. Oh, mm. so it's a is it like a alternate universe or yeah uh, yeah i mean it's a it's it's yeah it's kind of an alternate history kind of thing but it's not going too far out of the way i mean it's kind of trying to allude not apocalyptic kind of no it's not that at all um Hmm. the 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 end of the the end of the world is kind of coming but you're but it seems that it's manufactured and uh they're edging the end of the world so, <clears throat> yeah is wes anderson not directing no 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 he is he is he is not affiliated with this whatsoever but it big ripoff oh man i mean stylistically just the the yeah. camera composure the, yeah. the color usage uh-huh. uh the yeah so and it's got the does it have quirk for the sake of quirk uh-huh uh, uh-huh so it's yeah. twee if you will yeah it yeah okay so which i can like and Sometimes, but sometimes, like Wes Anderson, can be a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even though it's, I like it, I can understand a, someone's complaint about it. I'll put it. It that. is. It is a Moonlight Kingdom kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Wes gotcha. Anderson. Gotcha. That's not a fully over the top Budapest hotel. Which no, is also no, it's not that kind of a Wes Anderson. It's more like a Moonlight Kingdom. Um, okay, okay, okay. God, am I saying it right? I feel like I feel like I just said that wrong. But Moonlight Kingdom. Yeah, but that's right. That's right. Okay. Ugh. Right? Yeah. No, it is. Wait, now you got me questioning. I know. It. What's real? Um, I got just, aphasia. No. How can you rip something off like this? Wow, there's even old timey suitcases. Are you sure he doesn't have anything to do with He doesn't trademark so much camera symmetry. Um, I'm not talking about trademarking. It just seems like you're. The, oh, you're the guy that ripped off Wes Anderson. No, oh yeah, I'm sure people will be like, "Well, what a rip off!" But I mean, I've ripped everything I've done is a rip off of something else. Yeah, I mean, true. Every nothing but is this original. This is like I not suppose. even trying to hide it. There's a tent, you guys, and a person sitting crisscross applesauce. <laughs> this is exactly the same thing. So we should watch it. And Bill Murray's in it. Yeah, oh, you should. Oh yeah, and Bill Murray's. In <laughs> no. Uh, no, Tony Hale and Tony Hale. Um, Their version of Bill Murray. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw is fantastic. Uh, you know, steals the show she's, as she's per the quirky usual. of quirks. Yes. Yeah, but but has has a really good character a very a very interesting character um bunch of kids who will end up in wes anderson films someday um yeah oh and it's on disney plus on disney plus watch it watch it yeah which interestingly tangentially and relatedly 
mm-hmm. coming together. So last night, for some reason, uh, Nathan and I we have we have just had a hard time going to sleep at night the past few nights, and we've been up to like one a.m. just watching whatever. And last night was the first time that I used uh, Netflix's just play oh, something. The, the, for yes, oh, I've done that. Yeah. So um, I got an episode of Community, and uh, yeah, and it was the it was the episode where they were trying to come up with the school song, and it yes. was you know where he re- rips which off was Bruce a rip Hornsby. off of a rip yeah, yeah rips off Bruce Hornsby, but his award winning jingle was a rip yes. off of. Twinkle, twinkle. Yeah, twinkle, twinkle, little star, and yeah. So I mean, everything's a ripoff. Everything's a ripoff. Everything's a ripoff. True. I was going to write a blog post about one of my least favorite things is when I post like new work, like I've done a logo or something, and then someone immediately this is all this happens every time. Jeremy might know what I'm talking about. Someone will post a logo that looks a little bit the same mm-hmm. every time. Oh, this looks like this. I'm like, yeah, no fucking duh. There's how many people <laughs> in the world who's been doing design over what? 70 years. Yeah, you're bound to be somebody that looks very similar to something else. Fuck me then, I guess. <laughs> like, it drives me crazy. Me, like, this looks like this. I'm like, yeah, great. Good job. Good job. You found something that looks like something else. What are you, Google? Why don't you actually try to design something? Well, I've done my job. Like, it drives me crazy. Like, yes, something is always based on something else. Someone has already done something. It's always true. Playing like pushing out, through injury smart. to get a gold medal. Whoa. Oh, tied it back around. I like where Paul's head's at tonight. Passion. <laughs> I'm angsty. I'm angsty and antsy. Yes. Nope, not antsy. I'm not antsy. Angsty. You know, well, while we're on me, I think this fits on Media Corner, but I'm having a really hard time. Are you, can I change? Uh-huh. Are we done talking uh, about well, this? Well, what, yes. <laughs> what are we changing to? No, it's New still show? Media Corner. Oh, still media, still media Corner. Okay. Okay. Having a real hard time with the Burberry p- perfume commercial with Adam Driver and the horse. I can't what? say that I've seen it. I haven't well, seen this. Why don't you Google it okay, and check go- it out? Okay. Googling. What's it for? Burberry cologne. Oh, Burberry, the British. However you say it, yeah. Okay. Comes up pretty high on the... On yeah. The- oh. Horse and water. <laughs> he's, he's running. A, he's a, he's a, is a, this a supposed centaur? to be a spoof or is this like for real? No, like, it's for real. It's for it real. It looks... I thought the same thing, spoof. But yes, at the end, he's going to be a uh, racing horse. I guess he's going to lose. He's losing. He's swimming now. This is for fragrance, I assume. Yes, it is. Yeah, perfect. So, smell like a sweaty seawater horse. That's the that's they're going for. And then he's a he's a centaur, or minotaur, whatever the fuck you call him at the end, right? There's like a well, he's 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 holding on to the horse as it swims, and then they kind no, of fade in and out. They're doing a no, fade in and out end. between him and the horse. I'm not at the end yet. Yeah, it's getting there. They keep fading in and out between him and the horse. They're having sex now. Yep, he's a minotaur. I, you guys, I, you were, I can't, uh, I can't get behind this one with him. It's weird. Well, I want to know. Want to know your thoughts? But all fragrance commercials are weird. Like they're yeah, all but goal. he doesn't need to be doing stuff like that. That well, is sellout shit. So, less the the less problem I have with that is actually how does that apply to the scent that they're selling? Well, what I want to know is how am I going to smell? That's I what I mean. <laughs> what is the scent of am this thing? Am I going is it, to become a centaur? I want to know. Or you could be a horse man. Oh, yeah. 
guys. Well, it's because I watched the Adam Driver commercial. <laughs> um, it, does it have audio? I want to be a musky horseman. Oh, it had very loud audio. It was very loud. Was it him talking? Like I? No, it nope. was no, it was the spot itself. Singing. It was just singing. Okay. Um, la, la, la. Sorry. So what? What swim, is? Swim. What's happening with that? What do you guys think it, about it? Can you get behind? He had it? sex with a horse, and they became one. That's what happened. I just want to know what I'm going to smell like because I've become yeah. very. <laughs> I have become very interested in colognes lately. That is cologne. a completely different topic for I'm another a, I'm time. A so, anyway, different topic to time. But yes, I I want to know: Are they trying to say that you will smell like a seawater animal, sex? which is not a good smell? Right. Seawater animal, not a great well, smell. I don't know what a minotaur smells like. I've never gotten close to one. I can't imagine they smell that much different than a horse. It's mostly horse. I would say you're it's Im- 75% it's important to know that horse. they're wet. Because when animals wet. get wet, that's a whole new thing. It's stinky. Especially saltwater. Saltwater doesn't smell good. That's, Why is he that's, turned that's, into a minotaur? You know. What's the name of the cologne? Burberry. Hero. Hero. Like it's called Hero. Oh, okay. It's Hero. Well, that doesn't okay. work either. No. Horseman. I- Burberry. Horseman. Well, I guess I'm going to go to Kohl's and start smelling cologne <laughs> to see if I can find Burberry Harry and come back with a, I, uh, an assessment of the musk that it is. Yes, please do. Or get a magazine. Yeah, I, smell, I smell whiffs of uh, mm, 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 dog gland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want to know what, what am I going to get? What am I going to get notes of? If, if I am, am uh, going to put this on, what's my top notes? What Jeremy, are the bottom notes? What's the sillage? You know, if, I mean, if you're interested in colognes, there are make your own custom cologne. Services out uh-huh. there that are pretty fun. I uh, I have done Hawthorne. Yes, yeah. where you get five things mm-hmm. and you smell and you kind of combine yeah, and what it your was, favorite. And it was mm-hmm. nice. It was kind of yeah. one of those modern soapy smells that yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan Clean. of. Yeah, clean. <laughs> but I've been going back and looking for like the woodsy, strange. Yes, um, you know, smells of the '80s and early '90s, and I've kind of been. Well, no. I mean, patchouli is part of that, but I'm no, not a fan it's of patchouli. But no, but it that's not the I'm talking about, you know, Brute. The, the well, no, more like polo green, you know, or yes. you know, things that, that noir. Like a, yeah, like have a woodsy, yes. leathery, oak moss. I have a I have one. Smell. I have a uh uh I can't remember the brand. It's uh, crap. I have found one that smells like that. It's woody. And I picked it up. It is uh, Hugo Boss for Men, Hugo for Men, which has yeah. been around since the 90s. It just happens to be one of the few that are still around. This is Cologne There's Corner. The, uh, Cologne, Cologne Corner. Corner. Cologne Corner. And I was, I was about to tell you about the essential oils that I've picked up, and I've created my own. You uh, are an essential oil. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm starting to try, like you're saying, figure out my own thing, but like my own mixture of stuff, because I found out about this 
interesting, uh, rather expensive cologne ingredient called oud. <laughs> oud? Oud. O-U-D. Oud. Yes, oud. Um, and so you'll find there, there, are some, there are some men's colognes out there that are two, $300 made out of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it is a, it comes from an infected variant of a very specific tree. Like you, like you could get, you know, and extract the oil out of this tree and it wouldn't smell right. But if it was infected, it smells like this stuff. And I've been I've been messing around like that. with that stuff and you know some things and I'm trying to I'm trying you know to what make I've, myself smell like an adventure I've been on using, top of a treasure chest. <laughs> I've been using cow cud as yeah a, yeah yeah. It's very earthy. Mm-hmm. So I use I use one by uh, Dulce Gabbana oh, yeah, the yeah. one and it's like a woody subtle a little bit of spice to it uh huh uh-huh. like a little cinnamony spice a little bit of wood Ooh. anyway. Little wood. Yeah, cow, cow, cow cud is free for one. Cow cud gives you a great. smell that no one will forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it goes on easy. Cow cud. <laughs> yeah, cow cud. Uh, it's also a good deodorant or odorant. Sorry. Hmm. I I like being odorful. Yeah, I'm a cologne person. I haven't worn any in like five years because. I yeah, I don't know why, but in the pandemic. last three months, I've I've gotten real. Because you're going back in the world. But I'm not going back in the world. It's just that I was just like, oh. Aren't you supposed to be back in the office now? I should smell like things. Our mask um, mandate's no, going back I, into effect. Yeah, our mask yeah. mandate just yep. is coming back. Well, there was talk of it today, but. It's come back on Monday. <sighs> yeah. I've known a well, few. I mean, like, the mayor of Kansas City. Yeah, the mayor of Kansas oh, gotcha. City talked yeah. today, and then, yeah, so Monday, I, we're back to it. I've known a few people that who are fully vaccinated who have gotten COVID now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, I mean, they didn't go to the hospital. They didn't get it badly, but they still got it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, I feel like vaccinated, like shit. even if you've already had it, too. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to get vaccinated, and then that's it. why you have to mask it's up because, like, doesn't say that you won't get COVID when you get vaccinated. It just means well, we you just, won't we go to the hospital. We just had a, a kid in the scout troop. He didn't come to scouts Monday because he got diagnosed. I'm pretty sure he had the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't prevent you from getting it, it just sure. prevents you from being hospitalized and dying, which is good. You don't want to. Right. Won't we'll die. No. And hopefully yeah, it prevents. Not, I think it also prevents long term. I think it prevents the long term effects too. Which is another thing that no one's talking about. Like, yeah, you might have survived, but a lot of people are like their lungs are destroyed and they have heart issues and all sorts of Yeah. Some have brain some of them are saying like this they are a little bit fearful that it's gonna give a lot of people onset like early onset dementia or yeah. Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Well it's it's yeah. Um because we had a separate family in in our troop that you know back when it was raging the whole family got it such a rage and and one and the dad he barely survived he was one of the people on a ventilator and you know and all that yeah. stuff um but yeah to this day his voice may be ruined for life yeah because yeah, yeah. he talks like this and he yeah you know, i mean and you know um yeah and it's Probably more because of the ventilator equipment than the disease, but still yes, just getting the Damages the cumulative yeah. effect of all of it. Mm-hmm. But his lungs are probably damaged, which is oh, gonna, yeah. he's going to have a hard I, time breathing, a hard yeah, time doing He still anything. has a very hard time when he really exerts himself. But, yeah. it's, it, but it's just one of those things that, you know, that was my first thought of like, oh, wow, there, there are outward symbols, you know, or, yeah. you know uh, symptoms that will yeah. stick around forever. Yeah, we talked yeah, about that early on. We were like, I remember us talking, me and when we did our dailies, like, mm-hmm. 
science being like, we're a little concerned about the long-term effects. We're like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? Like, there's still, yeah, I mean, there's still said, plenty like, of people who are that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, lung, yeah, but it's yeah. for for some reason to me, and, and I think it's probably just because it is a voice. It's audible. It's you know that to me is the most striking thing. Even though yeah. out of all of the things in the world, if you've got long term damage and that's the worst you've got, awesome, you got off. Right, yeah, you're alive. You know, yeah, but but it's the most striking and memorable. You know, yeah. So, yeah. It's, well, like a lot of people who have jobs where they have to be active or stuff and caught it, they can't do it anymore. But they can't be active. They can't do these things because either they're like there's fatigue. That's a long term issue. Yeah. They don't have the stamina to be able to do it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But don't worry about it. It's a hoax. It's not real. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I think the chiefs, by the way, should change their name to the chefs and that'll be the easiest change <laughs> they have to make. It's just one letter. It's kind of like the Chinese restaurant that uses the, uh, or actually the sushi restaurant in our neighborhood that that uh, changed. The original one was wasabi. The new owners came in and turned the W upside down, and now it's masabi. Uh-uh, really? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Talk about stealing Wes Anderson style. I mean. <laughs> well, that's all she wrote. Good. And it's right at jo- Joy's bedtime, too. Perfect timing. <laughs> 